Welcome to our monthly webinar. I am Dr. Jill Brooks, Director of Education for First Healthcare Compliance. Our cloud-based compliance program management solution ensures compliance in all regulatory areas, all in one place. As part of our free monthly educational webinar series, we try to provide up-to-date information for those in the healthcare industry. Today, we are so pleased to have Spiris Manzavinas of the Manzavinas Group presenting, Is the Reputation of Your Practice What You Think It Is? The Manzavinas Group is a public affairs and communications firm with experience in the energy, business, nonprofit, and healthcare sectors. Over the last 20 years of working in public affairs, government, lobbying, and communications, Spiris has gained extensive knowledge and understanding of how government, media, and politics operate and intersect. Prior to launching the Manzavinos Group, Spiris managed government and media relations for the Christiana Care Health System, one of Mid-Atlantic's region's largest academic health care providers. While there, he led the health system's media relations team, working with local, regional, and national press, wrote web and internet content, and managed the health system's online newsroom. Before we get started, I just want to let you know the copies of the slide deck are available to download from your GoToMeeting control panel. If you have any trouble, just let us know and we'll send these along with your CEU certificate. Spiros? Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today to talk about something that uh, gets a lot of attention uh, sometimes and sometimes not. It's reputation. And reputation is not just something that large organizations or the uh, National Football League has to worry about. Today, reputation affects everyone. So it's uh, my pleasure to have this opportunity to share with you some thoughts about why reputation matters, especially today in the healthcare field. So today we're going to focus on uh, several topics. One, what does reputation mean in today's world? Second, who is responsible for your reputation? Why should medical professionals be aware of their reputation? How you can lose a rep your reputation and how to protect, maintain, and build your practice's reputation. professional uh, serving as an advocate for your reputation. I do apologize we're having difficulty with the audio. I'm just going to make sure that we're hearing everything okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so um, like I was saying, I uh, wasn't sure where I got cut off there, but uh, I do have nearly two decades of experience uh, in public relations and, and reputation management, half of that uh, being spent in the healthcare field. So I've seen uh, firsthand the impact reputation has in the ever-changing world of healthcare. Um, just to be clear, I'm not an attorney, nor am I a medical professional, but I am coming from this from the perspective of a public relations practitioner. Uh, you know, which is almost as an advocate serving um, to protect and build your reputation. I always like to start with uh, this slide. Uh, Warren Buffett 
said this best. Uh, his famous quote that it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. Um, there's a couple different ways to look at that five minutes. Uh, it could be about the speed in which a reputation fails, or it's the five minutes or the time it takes a decision that either you or someone in your organization or practice takes to do something without thinking about it, and that affects your reputation. And today, with the social, with with Today, with social media and how quickly things can go viral, the 24-hour news cycles, uh, reputation can be ruined much more quickly. But more importantly, reputation recovery is so much harder than it has been in the past. Once things go online, it, it lives forever. So let's. do you know your reputation? So like I said, I'm, I'm going to come from the belief that healthcare is personal. It's one of the most personal things anyone can share with someone outside of their family. It's emotional. It involves trust. So when a patient begins a relationship with a health care provider on such a personal level, knowing who that person is, knowing who that provider is, knowing who that practice is, and knowing what those people have done now matters even more than ever. So how did reputation? So reputation is part of today's healthcare world. If you think of it, it's always been a part of the medical profession. Reputation has always been a factor patients consider. The only difference today is how news and reputation travels. So what do we mean by reputation? Let's begin with some definitions. First, let's not confuse the term, the marketing term brand with your reputation. Brand and reputation are not the same. Brand is what an organization, company, or a company promises. Think about Amazon, think about Zappos shoes. What do they promise? It's what companies say about themselves. Those are those companies that have easily recognized logos, recallable slogans, and all of those things support a marketing program that supports and reinforces what that brand promises. Reputation, on the other hand, is what others who have experienced a product or service say about it. And for example, think about what your cable company says about itself and its customer service and its marketing material. Now think about what others may say, actually say about it after they've experienced it. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying cable companies or retail stores uh, is the same as being a healthcare provider. But in reality, the patient-physician relationship is becoming more and more a commercial one. And as a result, patients are beginning to view and consider different factors similar to other purchases when they choose a healthcare provider. And complicating this matter is the fact that comp, uh, healthcare is becoming more and more complex. Patients today are wading through a maze of primary care physicians, specialists, co-pays, the Affordable Care Act, pharmacies, drug manufacturers, labs, imaging services. They're trying to figure out if their service is covered by their, by their insurance company, are they in network, out of network? Can I get an appointment today? Why do I have to fill out the same paperwork again? You know, this layer of complexity compounds probably some of the old stereotypes that people had about uh, physicians. You know, there's the old stereotypes you used to see on TV of the wise country doctor making a house call, or that all physicians and doctors are rich and play golf on Wednesdays, or they're just somewhat aloof. But as I said before, at its core, receiving healthcare is a deeply personal experience for people. And today, it's beginning to seem more and more impersonal and complicated. People look for ways to simplify things because they're strapped for time, 
They want the most up-to-date information about the services they are receiving and from whom. People want to have the information so they can make good choices and feel informed. They don't want to be at a complete information disadvantage when it comes to their health or their health care provider, so they jump online and start to do the research to inform their decisions. And these factors are not just limited to practices. Uh, physician reputation has also become a significant factor in how patients select the health system. So um, reputation factors become a, become a become part of things that health systems consider as it expands, as they expand into other service areas. So it's not, I'm not going to be focusing on health systems, but as you can see, it, you know, reputation for physicians is becoming more and more intertwined in the overall healthcare system. I'd said earlier that uh, reputation has always been a factor for people. So how does reputation travel today? It's simple. It's the internet. It's on the web that today individuals, products, services, reputations are made, enhanced, and ruined. And the Pew Internet Health, Pew Internet did a survey a couple of years ago, and they found that 80% of users have researched a product or service online. I think we've all done that. It's something you know we are beginning to do more and more naturally. Um, but they also asked about internet users using consulting online reviews and rankings of healthcare service providers uh, and treatments. And it says that it found that it's only 20%. Now, 20% may not sound like a lot, uh, but it should give us pause because today that you know the only direction that number can go is up. And just diving in a little deeper here with trends on online reviews and rankings. Um, it's becoming a common practice that, again, people are looking up for online reviews before trying a new restaurant or buying a book. It's also going towards uh, choosing a healthcare provider. So as you can see, um, these are a little more specific questions as opposed to the previous slide. You know, the number of uh, the percentages of people looking at online reviews and rankings uh, has grown to 17% when it comes to doctors or other providers. What 17% means is 33 million adults out of 240 million adults in the United States have consulted online rankings or reviews of doctors or other providers. Um, and again, as you start to see, the number that have consulted online rankings or reviews of hospitals or medical facilities is around 15 and 14% respectively. The number that's posted a review online of a doctor is at 4%, or those, and those who have posted the review online of a hospital is at 4% and 3% uh, between 2010 and 2012. Again, the percentages are low, but the numbers, when you take those percentage, percentages and, and look at the actual numbers, 4% is approximately 7.8 million adults out of 240 million adults in the United States who have posted the review online or of a doctor. Again, the, when this research was done in 2013, these numbers are low. With more and more technology, more and more mobile, um, these numbers can only go upwards. So when we get right down to it, who is responsible for uh, your and your practice's reputation? Your patients. thought I was going to say you, but we're going to get to that. It's not to say you don't have a role in your reputation. You do. Let me get back to my, my earlier definition. Your brand, whether it's your practice, your personal brand, 
uh, your health system, your brand is what you say you are. Your reputation is what others say about you. If your brand and reputation match, then things are good. If your brand and reputation don't match, uh, that's where problems and issues can begin. So let's, uh, let's begin by taking a look at some parts of your practice where you can affect your reputation. I know this is obvious, uh, but you know, your clinical skills matter. Um, and that's why patients are coming to you because they need the skills you offer. And, but there are other parts of your, of the patient experience as they receive healthcare from you that can affect your reputation. For example, in that clinical setting, are you listening? Are you acting rushed? Are you explaining things in a way that's easily understood to someone who is not a medical professional? Are you empathizing with the patient and, and trying to get to know them? So while clinical, the clinical matters, while clinical issues and your clinical skills matter the most, once you go beyond that physician-patient interaction in the exam room, the entire patient experience comes into play. Is your office modern? How friendly and helpful is your staff when greeting patients or talking with them on the phone? How long is the wait? Is it easy to get a live person on the call? Are patient calls re you know, returned? And how do I get my test results? I mean, these are very simple things that patients on a day-to-day -day, uh, basis, a day-to-day you know, when they are struggling, rushing their kids to school, rushing their kids to soccer practice, thinking about work, uh, matters to them. So all in all, the entire patient experience matters when interacting with your, uh, the, the entire patient experience of interacting with your practice matters and contributes to your practice reputation. There are also some things to consider outside of your control. Like I said earlier, healthcare is complex and it's intertwined. Your practice is just one tiny piece of a broader healthcare industry, and things that can happen outside of your control in that industry can affect you and your uh, practice's reputation, whether you know it or not. Obviously, practices are consolidating. They're either being bought by health systems, long-time community physicians are retiring, and these changes get talked about in the media, online, and maybe over the water cooler face-to-face. It contributes to an image of a healthcare industry which you are a part of. And most people may not always be able to separate you out from this larger image of the healthcare industry. Health insurance. This is where most people you know, interact through their jobs if they're, if they're fortunate enough to have health insurance through their employer or through a, an exchange. But this is where most people interact with the healthcare system. And even though your practice says it may or may not accept the type of insurance, it also speaks to you about your coverage and how your practice is offered, uh, operates. Are you making it easy for people to see you, be, to be, be your patient? Healthcare reform. There was, a, uh, there was a large number of physicians who have retired or changed their practice before the Affordable Care Act went into effect, and then they had to find a new doctor. Those sort of, again, those contribute to an image, a broader image of the healthcare industry. And again, the, uh, the Affordable Care Act is constantly in the news. So there are messages about it that are constantly being put out there. People have an opinion of it, and it all affects the entire um, image of the healthcare industry. What about an experience with a previous provider? Did that shape their view of all their doctors? 
And then finally, like I said, healthcare is personal. People realize that it's difficult to keep things private today. There are stories about privacy violations and personal data being leaked in a variety of industries, but that also affects how people view privacy when they are dealing in a healthcare setting. So should you worry about your reputation? Well, yes, it matters to your patients and your prospective patients. Um, there was a, the founder of a physician review site was quoted as saying, anything that people spend time or money on ought to be rated. And this is indicative now of how people today are now making healthcare purchasing decisions. It's not only the patients that are directly involved, but others who are surrounding the patients like family members and friends. Let me go back to my point about earlier about the health insurance being one of the first places that a patient may, a potential patient may interact with, with your practice. How can you tell anything about a doctor or a specialist from a list in the medical plan directory? You can't. So how can someone make a choice they feel is right for them and their family? Where will they go to get the information they need to make in their minds an informed decision? So getting information has become easier, more, easier than ever. Recently, Google released research in what they call micro moments. They are I want to know moments, I want to go moments, I want to do moments, and I want to buy moments. So what makes this, these micro moments interesting and equally challenging is that it's not one moment. It's a series of moments that take place in a variety of places. It could be in an elevator as they're going up, somebody's checking their phone. It could be while watching TV, somebody takes their iPad and looks something up. It's these micro moments, whether somebody, a practice is hidden or present. Are they engaging or are they disingenuous? Are they helpful or inconvenient? Today, people expect answers and, and directions their way in their right time on their device and on the channel they are using. So it becomes less about you and more about them. And if a micro moment happens and you're not there to engage a patient or a potential patient, that patient or potential patient can only act on what they find and know. All this means is that conversations that once were conducted over water coolers in live, in-person social settings have migrated online. It's posts, reviews, content, likes, dislikes become today's conversation from friends, acquaintances, and strangers. They all become accessible and all go into the purchasing, healthcare purchasing decision of your, of your patients. And there are so many places today where information and data points that make up your reputation live. Before, if a patient was dissatisfied, their story or their experience or their complaint may have gone to a few people directly, maybe a spouse, a, a sister, uh, a neighbor, a coworker, or if somebody asked, that's where they would have shared their experience. Now, there are all these platforms, um, some that are medically based, but others that are just more socially based, that anyone can share an experience, good or bad, and reach a broad network of people instantaneously. It's also here that the people obtain what they call social proof to help justify, guide, or inform a decision. Before that social proof, you know, was by word of mouth, you know, it was, it was a conversation 
using words, <laughs> um, from a friend or a relative or their physician uh, that helped to provide the proof and provide the justification for a decision. Now, just people, now today, people just grab a phone, hop on the internet, search, perhaps write, write a post, and hit send, and more and more people can see that. Another aspect uh, for practices, along with clinical quality and outcome measurements, patient satisfaction, which is again another description uh, into, for today's rep, for reputation today, is a factor that can affect reimbursements. Um, this Forbes article cites several health insurance companies that are contracting with ACOs and other entities to tie physician pay to quality metric and patient satisfaction scores. It is here in, in, this, in this realm where patient satisfaction scores uh, where the non-clinical or non-treatment aspects of physician-patient interaction influence how a patient can rate their satisfaction. For example, ease of parking, ease of scheduling, how much time has the doctor spent with me? These are all things that now can move into uh, uh, become patient satisfaction scores and can affect physician pay. So let's take a moment to examine the, more specifically some of the doctor review sites. There are private nonprofit sites that provide information at no cost to patients. And these range from various professional boards that certify doctors to those that are advertising based or charge fees to doctors and other pro professionals or facilities to be listed. There are private ownership sites that charge a fee to patients to access this information. Insurance company sites are popping up and they have built uh, or, or they're in the process of building doctor reference sites for their insurance customers to use. Some are hiring other companies to build these database sites for them. For example, uh, Zagat built a rep ratings website for WellPoint Health Insurance. And there's even government sites now that provide information about doctors licensed in their states. But unfortunately, there are problems with that. A lot of times, the databases uh, that these sites use are, aren't kept updated, and they may not know about the most recent track record. For example, a physician may move from one state to another, but the rating site may not catch up to the move for a year or more. If there is a malpractice suit that, that's listed on there, the results may not show up online for 18 months or more. There's also the possibility that the doctor, her, him, his, the doctor themselves, a staff member or a family member, could be doing the ratings on the site that invite patient input. There may be several doctors with the same last name or the same name, and their records get mixed up, or a patient may rank or rank rate or rank the wrong one. Uh, patients can be bribed uh, to provide positive uh, rankings and ratings as well. And unfortunately, there's little opportunity that if a patient does make an accusation, there's little opportunity for a doctor to tell his or her side of the story. Um, but a pseudo accusation nowadays. Uh, even without a final resolution, in the eyes of many, can just be seen as a guilty verdict. So what can you do to uh, protect, maintain, and build your practice's reputation? Well, first, uh, recognize that reputation in healthcare matters and that you're going to do something about it. Um, the first step is to understand what your reputation actually is and take the steps to protect it. I recommend going through to all the places involved with a patient experience, from, the, from a patient's first contact with your practice, wherever that may be. 
whether it is online, on the phone, um, through the care, clinical care period to any follow-up that may be necessary. All of this matters as you build and maintain your practice's reputation. And again, things that you got, you know, that are obvious, maintain your clinical excellence, communicate, and look at all aspects of the patient experience. Um, actively seek uh, feedback within the context of a patient experience. Uh, if you do it this way, and if there's any need to have a, uh, have a reputation recovery, or if there's any issues that come up, it can take place before a person talks to someone else or posts online. A simple survey can identify reputation or problem areas early, um, emails directly to the patients, uh, or a patient portal offering a, an ability for patients to directly contact your office. Um, those are all different ways in which patients can reach out to you and share with you directly any issues. And then if that happens, you can have that issue resolved offline before it goes online. Have a website. Uh, as I go back, let me go back to that moment earlier where I said about those micro moments. Um, people are engaging at different times of the day. They may have a couple minutes over lunch. They may have a couple minutes before dinner with the family. Um, they're not sitting down and spending an hour doing research. Some do, but a lot of times uh, they just pull out their phone, they pull out their tablet uh, when they have a moment uh, or when the moment is right or they think about something. That's the time they're going to hop online and do research and look up something. So you want to have a place where your practice can control the information. Very important that it is mobile optimized uh, because uh, in today's world, people are not using desktops or laptops. They're using their phones. They're using their tablets. So it needs to be done. A website needs to be built in a way that can be re easily read on those devices uh, because and you, most importantly, you want to keep your information current uh, so they know who you are, what you're doing, what you look like, uh, and where you know your experience. So. These are the important things that help to inform the decision-making process for uh, healthcare purchases today. Um, there's also sort of a letting go that has to happen when it comes to reputation. Um, you have to accept that online reviews, search results, and in some cases negative comments are the price of doing business in the technological age in which we live. But also understand that with or without you, uh, this is going to happen. So having having a current website, maintaining it, uh, and taking some other steps that we're going to talk about in a, minute, in a moment, help to balance the narrative that will occur online, again, either with you or without you. So how do you start to deal with uh, online reputation issues? And again, I recognize that uh, HIPAA is involved. There are medical ethical medical ethics issues involved that make it really challenging for the medical profession. But there are ways to address this uh, without violating uh, HIPAA or any medical ethics. Obviously, you want to try to catch it before it goes online. And again, as I mentioned earlier, some of those ways are through feedback, um, seek feedback through a portal or uh, some other way. But you also can't, shouldn't ignore negative comments when they do arise. You can, you can post that you acknowledge their complaint and try to direct them to a private, a private way to uh, resolve the situation. 
you're not going to you should not be sharing any details uh, in your response because again that affects that you know you're dealing with HIPAA and other privacy issues there so you try it you're trying to take um, this conversation offline as quickly as possible and then finally don't get into any type of uh, online Twitter war or um, any other uh, online fights because it's not going to affect not going to work As I mentioned earlier, there are other um, there there are review sites that are out there. There are a ton of them. Take the opportunity to find a couple of sites that that matter to you the most. Um, and when you find them, you know, update your basic information. You want to keep your information consistent and link back to your current website where the information is kept. Um, you also want to take time to perhaps encourage patients that you have that had a positive experience to post a positive review on the sites, those sites that matter to you. Um, also, you might want to take a few moments to monitor the web. Um, Google yourself. It's very simple to set up Google alerts uh, so that you can see, you can be notified when you are mentioned online. Um, one other thing too about medical uh, protecting and maintaining and building your practice's reputation, um, medical data has become more valuable than credit or financial data. So protecting your patient's data is important. If it's you that uh, may have had a breach, you need to be prepared to act quickly. Look to put a plan in place before something happens so you be compliant in the response. Also look to communicate in those circumstances appropriately. Depending on the size of the breach, you may have to comply with the public notice requirement, and this may generate um, news coverage or online chatter. Uh, be ready to deal with that. Like I said, your practice is part of a larger healthcare uh, industry. So because, again, healthcare is complex and it's a very broad industry, recognize that a breach may occur somewhere else in the healthcare field, but your patients may be asking you what you are doing to protect their information. You should be aware of this and be ready to explain and demonstrate to your patients that you take privacy seriously and take it as an opportunity to say uh, and share with them what steps you're taking to ensure their data is secure. And finally, some final thoughts. Uh, reputation, knowing, you know that reputation takes time to develop. So this is not an overnight process. It will take some time. And most importantly, it's an ongoing process. So um, as I said earlier, if you have a website, you want to maintain it. It needs to be kept current. It's an ongoing process. You want to do your Google searches. You want to do them at regular intervals to be able to track where things stand and see if they're and identify any points in time when something may change. And then there are, there are ways, too, that you can seek help if needed to work with you and manage your, uh, help you manage your reputation. So with that, thank you very much uh, for this opportunity and uh, I appreciate uh, your time. Well, thank you, Spiros, thank you so much. I think in the last few minutes, um, uh, GoToMeeting, the video aspect is not showing the slides. So you do have the slide deck there, and we will provide the video recording so you can see the last couple of slides. Um, since you can't see Spiros, um, his contact information, the website is www 
tmgpublicaffairs.com. And you can also email us directly with any questions. Um, thank you so much. That was a very relevant topic for anyone in the healthcare industry. Um, and your CU certificates will be sent to you shortly. Uh, if you would like to uh, request a demo of our compliance solution, please call us at 888-543-4778 or email us directly at info at 1sthcc.com. Thank you very much.